Welcome to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Their goal is to win the lost, disciple Christians, set the captives free, and see the sick made whole. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org. Now, here is Pastor Gary Culp with today's message. Well, good afternoon. The Lord bless you. What do we know for sure? God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Let's pray for souls. Father, we want everyone to go to heaven. So we're uniting our faith together, praying for the eternal salvation of every boy and girl, man and woman in Missouri, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Arkansas, their past, present, and future spouses, all the children they have now in the future and their family members, all grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members, all great-grandchildren they have now in the future and their family members. By faith, we're sending the Holy Spirit to convict each person of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Lord Jesus, please reveal yourself to each person, your incarnation, your perfect life, the great miracles you did, your death, burial, and resurrection, your precious atoning blood, the revelation and understanding by your stripes we were healed. We come to every boy and girl, man and woman, and they would humble themselves before you, repent of their sins, receive you, Lord Jesus, as Savior and Lord, and be gloriously born again from above. And then, Father, you would get every person into a good Bible-believing teaching church. They would then be baptized in water, receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Every Christian would become a true disciple of Jesus Christ. We're praying for all the demon-possessed, demonizing captives to be completely set free and all the sick to be healed from every sickness and every disease. And yes, Lord Jesus, your people to walk in financial abundance, prosperity, debt cancellation of their debts, the full blessing of Abraham, whom God blessed in all things. And we agree for that and we say thank you. We believe we receive in Jesus' name. And also, Father, we love the Jewish people so much. We thank you for them. We have such a great debt of gratitude to them. We pray that the blinders and scales on their hearts and minds would be cast down, and they would understand and see that Jesus Christ is their Messiah, and he is Savior and Lord, and they would be born again. In agreement with your word, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And also, Father, we agree with your word. They have an eternal covenant to all the land of Canaan. Lord, restore all that land to them. And Father God, give them complete and total victory in the Psalm 83 war and the Ezekiel 38-39 war, which is still to come. Bless them, Lord. Protect them from their enemies. And Father, if anyone tries to destroy them, not only protect them, but destroy their enemies. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. But also, Father God, you know there's so many wicked things going on in America. Number one, Father, you know we have an illegitimate government right now. And so, Lord, we're crying out to you for mercy and grace. First of all, Father, we cry out against the digital currency. Father, we know this is part of the one world uh, uh, system trying to bring in, Father God, uh, the mark of the beast, and we come against it. Father, we pray against Joe uh, Joe Biden and the feds, send all their plans in derision. 
May they fight among themselves. May they not be able to come into agreement and raise up millions of Christians and people to cry out against it that this evil would be stopped at least till after the rapture. Also, Father, protect our borders. Father, there's drug cartel people, foreign soldiers, pedophiles, uh, criminals coming through our borders, Father, to do evil in America. And, Father, they're even paying them to do it. Father, that just doesn't make sense at all. So, Father, please drive out of this country, whether it be through law enforcement or angelic host. Those are doing evil in this country and allow only those to come back in who come in according to your will and purposes and according to our laws and constitution. Also, Father, protect our power grid. Don't let anyone take out our electricity, our gas, our oil, our, or our coal. Father God, no more burning down of food production plants. Don't let them take out any of those uh, electrical stations. Father, protect our power grid, Lord, with your mighty, powerful, angelic host. And also, Father God, don't let them put any more contaminants into our food and water, none of that, none of that mRNA material. And also, Father God, uh, protect our skies, Father God. Father, take down all those planes that are putting those chemtrails in the sky, putting pollutants in the air to try to kill us and destroy us father god lord you hate this we hate this and we agree with you that you're stopping these great evils right now and father all these bio labs that they're using to create pestilences to bring destruction again to america father burn them down send tornadoes take them all out lord don't let them do that again to america father and father god you know right now there's no justice in america and father you know the great evil things that are, have come against your servant donald trump and his family against conservatism against christians father we're reminded by your holy spirit of the book of esther father we are the mordecai's we ask that you would continue to watch over us and protect us and strengthen us we gave you continually to abundantly provide for us and also father god you would promote us just like you did mordecai and father you know who all the hamans are and father god if these hamans continue to pursue us to do evil and try to kill us we agree with your word you would hang them in the very gallows that they've prepared for us and we thank you for it now and we thank you that you're taking care of these great evil things and we give you the glory in jesus name Amen. Also, I'm going to give you a couple of updates on things. Um, I'm going to go ahead and repeat something from last week and then give you a, another update in connection with that. Uh, from Alex Jones, uh, a couple of weeks ago, he talked to two different federal agents. Uh, one was a high-up manager in the TSA, and he'd already had a meeting with his, some of his superiors, and they were warning him that by the middle of September, the TSA were going to make all the pilots wear masks. By the middle of October, they're going to try to make everyone flying masks, and again, they're trying to make it where by December that, that they're going to try to uh, return to a full COVID lockdown. Now, again, they're claiming this new variant came from Canada. Well, in reality, it's coming from Mexico, but they can't say that because they'd have to shut down the borders. Do you understand that? That's right. Joe Biden is intentionally killing you by not surrounding our borders and allowing all this sickness, disease, and pestilence to come in unchecked. That's how bad he hates you. So, again... God can take care of this, but you need to pray. Also, that he talked to then a border control official that told him exactly the same things. Uh, 
So again, we're going to, in fact, we'll pray that for just a minute that this virus will be destroyed. But also, you know, when they uh, try to do these things, they try to bring forth these masks. Well, let me give you a very recent report from the Geller Report. And this comes from the National Institute of Health. Okay. A legit organization, right? Okay. Here's the truth. Disposable masks have eight times the recommended safety limit of toxic, toxic, volatile, organic compounds. Inhaling these TVOCs has been linked to health effects like headaches and nausea, while prolonged and repeated use has been linked to organ damage and cancer. You see, these wicked, evil people, number one, have a man-made created virus they've released to kill you. They have vaccinations, and we've talked about Robert Malone and the 17,000 physicians and scientists that have said, do not take the vaccination. It's not good for you. It'll kill or maim you or weaken your immune system. Okay, do you understand that? But also mask. Mask, number one, those little particles, they get through the mass. No value whatsoever, but not just no value, they are hurting you. Wearing mask harms you. And I just read from that National Institute of Health. So you can see that the government's trying to murder you, and I say don't let them do it. Cry out to your officials, cry out to God, and let's stop this great evil before they try to get that instituted again. We've got a lot of things to do and pray. And just one thing don't ever do is keep your mouth shut. That's what happened last time, and, you know, the graveyards are full. Okay, let's get in the Word of God. Let's get built up in our faith. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 18, and we're going to also talk about the offensive weapons that we do have. Finally, my brethren, so he's talking to Christians, people who are already born again, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Okay. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. Let's add it to that. Trickery, stratagems of the devil. The real enemy is the devil. Notice verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rules of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you might be able to withstand in the evil day. In other words, there's times in your life that Satan is trying to take you out, has assignments against you, trying to kill you if he could, and having done all to stand. But we have an armor, right? Here it is. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. We'll talk about that too. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And again, how do you put this armor on? Verse 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So God says he's given you an armor. It's an invisible armor. And all of it has to do with who you are in Christ and, and what Jesus has provided for you. But he tells you to put it on. 
It's not automatic. You need to put it on because you're fighting an invisible enemy. And yes, he owns a lot of people, especially in high places. We've talked about that all the time. And again, I'm going to show you how I put on the whole armor of God. And you do not have to do it this way. But if this helps you at all and encourages you, then I do it. So I'm praying that for myself and you right now. Father, right now we're placing on the whole armor of God. We place upon our loins, girt about with truth. We declare, Lord Jesus, you're the way, the truth, and the life, reigning us as such. May we always tell the truth and speak the truth in love. Lord Jesus, fill us afresh and new with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, would you please guide us into all truth? Teach us all things. Holy Spirit, please bring to remembrance everything Jesus Christ has said to us, and please show us to things to come according to the word. We place upon us now the breastplate of righteousness. Lord Jesus, you're our righteousness, and we received your righteousness when we got born again. Thank you. We are righteous. But Lord Jesus, according to John 15, help us to abide in you continually, and that we might bear fruit, more fruit, much fruit, that we might do your works and greater works. And as 1 John 2, 28, 29 says, we might practice righteousness. Also, Father, from 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, we place upon us the breastplate of faith and love. So, Father, no matter what happens today, tonight, or tomorrow, each one of us, may we respond to every circumstance and situation by putting our full trust in you, Father God, our faith in you, Lord Jesus, always yielding to the Holy Spirit, and again, our faith would always operate by your agape love. Father, we now shout, shout our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, you are our peace. Be our peace. We claim our full inheritance of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us to be bold peacemakers today. Help us to boldly share our faith in Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit to win souls, to disciple Christians, to set captives free, and to heal all the sick. And we want to do so, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, Father, we're holding up the shield of faith, that all-encompassing shield of faith that covers us from the top of our head to the bottom of our feet. We're holding up right now. And, Father, grant us great spiritual discernment in every area of our life. But also, please grant us great spiritual discernment to be able to recognize and quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one with that shield of faith. Also, Father, we're placing upon us the helmet of salvation. Lord Jesus, you're our salvation. And we thank you that you have us securely in your hands. But Lord Jesus, we want to claim now all that wonderful benefits of our salvation. We thank you, Lord, and we put on the mind of Christ. We thank you. We have the forgiveness of sins, the gift of eternal life, the very righteousness of God. We claim our inheritance of total freedom in Jesus Christ from all demonic stronghold and bondages. And Father God, right now in Jesus' name, we break every attack and assignment of Satan against us through the full power and authority of your name and blood. And Father, we also claim our inheritance of divine health and wholeness spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally. And we declare the absolute truth that Jesus Christ himself took our infirmities, personal weaknesses, distresses. You bore all our sicknesses, pains, and diseases. And by your stripes, Lord Jesus, we were healed. And we receive that full salvation now. Also, Father, according to 1 Thessalonians 5, 8, we place upon us the helmet of hope, and we declare that hope is a confident, unwavering expectation of good based upon the promise of God. Thank you. We have a great future, and Lord, we're expecting good things. 
We take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Father, help us to faithfully love your Word, study your Word, meditate on the Word, speak the Word of God, proclaim the Word of God, and wield that sword of the Spirit offensively, defensively, and fight the good fight of faith. And then, Father, you said, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So prayerfully by faith, Father, I take off the old armor of God, and I place this fresh new whip securely upon me and my beautiful wife, Donna, upon everyone who's listening to me today or tonight or whenever they listen. I place it securely upon my children, Seth and Ebony, Elisha, Judah, and Annabella, upon Aaron and Crean, Samuel, Lucy, and Benjamin, upon Justin and Adrian, Noah and Ashland, sweet baby Jude, great Casey Mitchell and Leah and the entire church family at Bethel Worship Center, past, present, future, and anyone else, Lord, you would show me to do this for. And we thank you for it now, and Lord, we're prepared now to fight the good fight of faith. Guide us by your Holy Spirit. And thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, again, I don't say you have to do it this way at all. This is the way that I've learned and do it and feel like the Lord's pleased with this way for me to do it. So if that blessed you, receive it and walk in it. Okay, but let's just go. The Lord commands us to be strong. Well, <laughs> you can't be strong in the Lord except you're saved. you got to be born again. Jesus has to be in your heart. You have to have the Holy Spirit. So you have to be saved. You have to repent of your sins, receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, and be born again. And we'll give you an opportunity to pray if you haven't done that. Secondly, if you're going to be strong, you have to be growing in the Lord. Remind ourselves back here in First uh, Peter chapter two, verse two. The Bible says, as newborn babes, that means someone who just got saved, desire the pure milk of the word that you might grow by it. You can't grow and get strong without the word of God. You need to know the word of God. Get it into your heart. Read it, study it, and remember the best Bible teacher in the whole universe is the Holy Spirit. He will help you. Ask him to help you. He will. So you've got to be saved. You've got to be growing in the Lord, and you have to know the Word of God. You know, a, a wonderful verse in the Bible that many times ki kids learn in children's church is Psalm 119.11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Oh, that is so true. You see, you put the word in, the Holy Spirit can remind you at the right time of those things and help you to put those truths into place as well as recognize what the enemy is doing. And then finally, you have to exercise your faith. Remember what James says, and it's so true, faith without works is dead. If you have a genuine faith, it will always lead you to do what God is telling you to do, right? Okay. Now, it talks about fiery darts. Well, you need to understand fiery darts are invisible. What do fiery darts look like? Give you three explanations and give you some scripture. <clears throat> Words spoken. Remember Proverbs 18.21? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit of it. Okay. Your words are important. 
You need to be speaking life. You need to be speaking truth over your circumstances, over your situations, and others too. You know, a wonderful verse in the Old Testament, back in the book of uh, Job, chapter 22, verse 28, the Bible says, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. We need to declare the word of God. But also, there's words spoken to us by against us by sometimes family members. Those are really fiery darts because, uh, again, because that person saved, there's an anointing on it. That's why you got to hold up the shield of faith. Okay. Also, it comes uh, when ungodly thoughts. Uh, that the enemy puts in your mind, and sometimes it's because of things you've heard or seen on TV or the radio or whatever. But remember, we have to do this. This is just uh, Spiritual Warfare 101, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. I have to practice this every day. You have to also. But though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. But notice we do war. Believers war. Okay. For the weapons of our warfare are not cardinal, that means fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The simplest definition of strongholds is fortresses of lies. That you, for whatever reason, or a person has believed that's not according to the word of God. I forgot what preacher that said this. In the world today, and especially in the uh, White House, there's a vacuum of truth. There is no truth and there is only lies. And if you're a born again, spirit filled Christian, you know that. But if you're not, you believe those lies and now you're believing a lie. And when you believe a lie, you live a lie and you speak lies. Don't die like that, okay? Verse 5 casting down imaginations, where's imaginations in the mind? And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and notice this, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So understand, if the enemy can't get uh, you through uh, uh, enemies or even friends speaking against you, which are fiery darts, he'll try to speak to your mind. He lies to you. Do you understand that? He puts thoughts in your mind that are not from you. Many times they're called intruding thoughts. Satan places suggestions through his demons into your heart and mind. And you have to recognize those. And you bring every thought captive to being Jesus Christ. And what does First John say? Test the spirits. Prove all things. So God is never mad if you test that thought and uh, say, Spirit, behind this thought, do you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and Jesus Christ has come in the flesh? And if there's not a resounding yes... Or nothing, then no, that's not from the Lord. It's not lining up with the Word of God. So, and then there's word curses. You know, people try to speak against you. Uh, I think it's back here in the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter 26. Um, I believe it's verse 2. But you understand there are people, and especially in Satan's realm, they go around cursing people all the time. They have meetings where they curse people, okay? But here it is, Proverbs 26, 2. As the bird by wandering, as the swallow by flying, so the curse that is causeless shall not come. Okay. So, I mean, don't be scared or afraid 
that people are speaking against you, praying against you, uh, sending evil things your way through their thoughts or words, you have a whole armor of God. Hold up that shield of faith. But the thing is, if you're not holding up the shield of faith, if you're being careless in your Christian life and allowing sinful things in, then sometimes those word curses land and now you're wounded. You're wounded somewhere in your spirit, your soul, or your body, and you need to be healed. And of course, by Jesus' stripes, ye were healed. But again, don't be fearful about what people are saying or doing. Hold up, hold up, put on the whole armor of God, hold up the shield of faith, and wield that sword of the Spirit. Declare what God says over you, but they're real. Let's real quick talk about the offensive weapons. What offensive weapons do we have? Well, verse 18 tells us prayer. Prayer is a weapon. We need to be praying like we never prayed before and, and believing God. Speak the word of God. Pray the word of God. Discree what God says over everything in your life. You know, uh, when I'm look, looking for wisdom, Lord, you send your word. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct that path. So, Lord, help me to know what to pray in this situation. I'm asking you to direct me, instruct me and help me or or Lord show me what to do this thing and then I pray uh, uh, God's word over that situation also praise can I tell you something the devil hates praise you know it's a very powerful scripture I believe it's in the book of uh, Psalms chapter uh, 149 if I can find it real quick yeah let's start verse 5 let the saints be joyful in glory let them sing aloud upon their beds. I like that. Do you sing in your bed? <laughs> you might need to start, okay? Let the high praises of God, here it is, be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. Worship and warfare. You see, your praises and worship in church, that's a form of warfare too as you praise God because the devils hate praise and worship and it makes them run and scatter. So praise God with all your heart, amen. That is a weapon of warfare. So prayer, praise, but also preaching. You know, Paul told uh, young Timothy, 2 Timothy 4.1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living and dead at his appearing in his kingdom, you will be judged. Preach the word, the Bible. Do you know many churches don't preach the Bible? Um, <laughs> I'll just stop there. Be diligent in season, out of season, and if you're in a good church, here's what's going to happen when he preaches. You'll be reproved, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. Now, here's the day we live in. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Oh, I just want to tell people the things that make them happy and feel good. We're the feel-good church. Yeah, you're the apostate church from hell, too, according to the Word of God. 
And notice what happens, verse 4, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and be turned into fables. So preaching is a weapon as long as you're preaching the word of God. Testimony, 1 Peter 3, 15, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man who asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. One of your greatest weapons is your testimony, how you got saved. And a good testimony has three parts to it. Number one, I wasn't always saved. How was your life before Christ? Number two, how I got saved. They want to know how did you come to be a Christian? And third, what difference has Jesus made in your life? That's a powerful testimony, and that's a weapon, which brings us to the one we've already stated, is the Word of God. Remember, the Word of God, and if you're in a Bible-believing church, you know it, is absolute perfect in truth. Here it is, Hebrews 4.12. For the Word of God is living and powerful. It's alive and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and as a discerner, the word of God, it's alive, I'm telling you, as a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. When you're reading your Bible, your Bible is reading you. It's alive. It's the living word of God with absolutely no mistakes unless you're in a cult or a woke church. And then woe to you, get out now. Are you saved? Are you born again? Do you know for sure if you died today, you'd go to heaven? If not, you need Jesus. Pray with me. Dear God, I see it. I know I'm a sinner. I understand that Jesus Christ died for my sins and rose again. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and be my Savior and Lord of my life. I give my life to you completely, both now and forever. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the broadcast of Exceedingly Abundant Ministries in cooperation with Bethel Worship Center of Joplin, Missouri. Bethel Worship Center is located at 3125 West 20th Street in Joplin. Weekly service times are Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and a Wednesday evening Bible study at 6.30 p.m. For more information, visit their website at BethelJoplin.org or send an email to Pastor Gary. His email is GaryCulp at Yahoo.com. Please join them again next week as they continue to expound on God's truth in a relevant and practical way.